This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Stats and Cone. It is Wednesday here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He's Grant Cone. Grant, I missed you last week. Welcome back to the show. I miss you, too. It's always good to see you. You're an incredibly handsome man. Look at that face. Man, (laughs) it's great to be here. How you doing? I'm doing great. Things are all great in 49er land right now. We're going to get to that. Just want to remind everybody, please like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel and to Grant's YouTube channel as well if you are not already subscribed. Grant, I have to ask you a very serious question, and you are the only man that can answer this question. You're the perfect person to ask. Is there a single thing to complain about with the 49ers right now? Because I think you can make the argument there's not. Three and oh, it's September so far. So good. Uh, are they materially better than they were down the stretch last season? Maybe their defense is really good, although it hasn't been tested like it's going to get tested. But I'm not sure that based on these three games, you'd feel confident saying this team's winning the Super Bowl, but they're still one of the five best teams in the league, like they've been the last two, three years four years like I don't know it's nice that they're three and oh I just I'm not sure that they're the best team in the league which I think is the issue like the Dolphins have made more of a statement uh the Bills look really good um but yeah Niners are great I mean they've, they've passed all their tests they got a long way to go yes they do have a long way to go but I don't know that you can look back on any of the past handful of seasons and saying week three I know x team is going to win the Super Bowl that's true that's true. I mean, I'm just saying, forget every other team in the league. Just look at the Niners. How much have we learned about them in three games? We knew they were good last year. I mean, they weren't quite good enough or their quarterback got hurt. So, I mean, we'll find out. It seems like pretty much the same team with maybe a better D coordinator. Definitely a better defensive tackle. And um, that's about it. Same team. It's a good, it's a damn good team, but they're held to a higher standard. We knew this already. It's nice to see that Brock isn't falling on his face, things like that. I mean, it's the same team as last year, maybe a little better. Yeah, it's a high standard for sure. Um, Excuse me. You mentioned the Super Bowl or bust thing. It's kind of hard to be Super Bowl or bust when you just re-sign your head coach and your GM to extensions, right? What what is the bust part of that? Yeah, that's a good question. He's not on the hot seat or anything, but I still think most – People are holding the Niners and Kyle Shanahan to that standard. Like, you've accomplished pretty much everything you can accomplish in the league other than winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you're in the mix. You're one of the best teams in the league every year. That's terrific. But at a certain point, you got to seal the deal. Otherwise, people are going to start looking at this team and this coach a little differently. They could seal the deal this year. This could be their year. I think them and Miami are interesting, like, dichotomy. Very similar coaches, very similar scheme, similar issue. Like Miami's rolling, but is McDaniel going to keep Tua upright for 20 games? He couldn't last year, and it's the same scheme. So uh, we'll see if Kyle can keep Brock Purdy upright for 20 games, and if not, I'm not on the Sam Darnold bandwagon, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe Kyle knows best. No, no, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, the whole new Sam Darnold. Nice. Woo! (laughs) Randall. YouTube channel members, by the way, if you want to be a YouTube channel member, sign up. It's less than $3 a month. You get priority comment response, custom emojis, membership badges. I'll even give you a follow on Twitter if you want one. Just to price you a little more. Randall says, so we finally start off hot and it's the same team as last year. That is a fair point. The Niners were three and four last year and three and five the year before that. Obviously now three and oh, that is a little different from last year. 
Yeah, but last year it was Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and no Christian McCaffrey. It was a different team. Like, this is pretty much the same team that, I mean, they've won how many games in a row? 13? 13. They just, they picked up where they left off. They feel they would have beat the Eagles if Brock Purdy had stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would have. This is a very, very, very good team that scores 30 points on its worst day. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it's a really, really good team. Is it going to win the Super Bowl this year? I'm not saying they won't. I'm not saying they won't. We'll see. Let me ask you this. Do the Eagles feel like they've picked up where they've left off? Do the Cowboys? Well, so you I, see, I don't take the Cowboys seriously. I don't, I don't think, like, it's Mike McCarthy. I don't know. I think the Eagles kind of have picked up where they left off. They lost two coordinators, but they're doing the same stuff they did. DeAndre Swift is a nice addition for them. Their offensive line Better. is still dominant. I mean, Jalen Hurts, was he 20-1 and one his last 21 starts? I don't know. We'll see. It's a tough matchup for the Niners because the Eagles are like the one team that can win the trenches against the Niners. The one team. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that the Niners, there wasn't much room to improve from where the Niners were. So the fact that they are continuing where they left off to me is a good sign. Zach says Cowboys loss to the Cardinals saved us an embarrassing loss to the Cardinals. I do think like there's no excuse for a trap game now, right? Maybe there might've been if Dallas had come in and won and then Dallas was undefeated and you were maybe looking ahead to that Cowboys game in a couple of weeks. But if you're the Niners, like you've got to handle your business this week. Can we talk about that? Of course. The Cardinals are a really interesting opponent because coming into the season, everyone thought, well, that's the worst team in the league. They're tanking. They're going to get Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't look at it that way. I mean, they just beat Dallas by 12. They put 28 on the Giants and the Niners put 30 on them. So I'm not saying the Niners are going to lose this week. But it's an interesting team because I think the worst part of this team the last few years was Cliff Kingsbury. Like he's, oh, yeah. I don't think people really understand how bad he was, <laughs> not just as a head coach, but as like a NFL uh, play designer. Like his offense stunk, even in college. Like he wasn't even good in college. So he went to, I don't know how he got that job and kept it so long. He's gone. And now it seems like the Cardinals have a competent coaching staff. Like they got an NFL coordinator and an NFL, like they have a real NFL coaching staff. And now it seems like they're underrated. And so the Niners are 14 point favorites. I don't know about that. I mean, that's a lot. And they're going to be facing the zone read for the first time this weekend. Like it'll be interesting. Uh, The Niners should win this game. They're so much more talented than Arizona, but that team isn't as bad as they were last year. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I think they are better than they were last year. Uh, CNDL says the reason why Brock works is because it's the closest Kyle can get to just implanting his own brain into a robo Shanahan at quarterback that works for no cost. I think that we assume that Kyle would be a good quarterback. Why do we assume that Kyle could step in a pocket and actually process defenses? It's easy to do when you're on the sideline or when you're in the meeting with the clicker. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I'm it's, it's fair. I think that, Like Larry Kruger said this on the radio this week, and I totally agree. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Brock is smarter than Jimmy Garoppolo, at least as a quarterback. He is. He sees the field better. He reads defenses better. And that's really what Kyle has always wanted. Because Kyle thinks if you see it the way I see it, we'll never get stopped. And I mean, in the past 13 games, they kind of haven't. You know what I've noticed? Like offensive coaches love quarterbacks who stay on script and don't improvise because they're so the coaches are so like precious about their system. They want it ran exactly the way it's supposed to be ran. Defensive coaches love mobile quarterbacks because they hate facing mobile quarterbacks. They, they get nervous about it. What if he gets out of the pocket? What if he breaks contain? How are we going to stop the zone read? We got to prepare for all this stuff. So it was interesting. Like you see Jonathan Gannon. First thing he did was bring in Josh Dobbs, who I don't think the Niners would have any interest in, but he's actually playing really well for Arizona. He's completing 72% of his throws and averaging damn near eight yards a carry. And I don't know that how many offensive coaches would see even want Josh Dobbs. Kind of interesting. 
Yeah, then he's he didn't have like a 40 yard carry last week too against the Cowboy. Like he's got yes, some he mobility. Did. Yes, he, remember in the playoff in the preseason when the Niners faced um what's his face? Easton Stick and the Chargers. He just run, <laughs> kept running on that was backups. But I'm curious, like the Niners have had issues with mobile quarterbacks in the past. We talked about it with Daniel Jones last week, but I think Josh Dobbs is faster and they're more committed to running the ball with the quarterback in Arizona. Not well, saying Arizona's gonna win. I just think it could be an interesting game. So after that preseason game, Steve Wilkes said, hey, we really didn't prepare for that. They clearly prepared for it last week because Daniel Jones didn't do anything on the ground last week. And the Giants he didn't even... Slow. He, he looked slow. He looked like a guy who kind of cruises around the field in third gear, man. Like, why don't you run harder? I don't know. <laughs> one carry for one yard in the first half for Daniel Jones. So credit to the Niners there. They did stop him. We'll see about Dobbs. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten says, I think it could have been a trap game if the nation didn't see what Arizona did last week. Now there's no expectation for that. People are like, hey, they just beat the Cowboys. No reason to take them lightly. Let's uh, Trap game is such a vague term, and it means nothing. Here's why the Cardinals are tough right now. Because you don't really know how to prepare for them. What, is it, what does their offense do? They run the ball. I mean, they have a first-time coordinator. He's, done three, he's had three games. The last two games, he's put up 28 points in each game. So they may have stuff they haven't shown yet because they're kind of new. It's tough to prepare for someone like that. Now, the Niners should just win on talent. But funny things happen in sports, turnovers, all that. Like, I'm highly intrigued by this game. What Arizona did to Dallas was extremely impressive. Like, Dallas, Mike McCarthy's a terrible coach, and that offense is Stone Age, but, like, that defense is really, really legit. And Arizona diced it up. Moonman says this is the test for the run defense. The Cardinals run a lot. Yes, 222 yards they ran for against the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas Cowboys have a good defense, and Arizona put it on them. So you ask what they do, that's what you have to do if you're the Niners. You have to stop the run game. And fortunately, Niners' D-line right now looks awesome. Hargrave looks awesome. Even Javon Kinlaw looks good. So that's a strength on strength this week. Yep, I agree. Now, uh, yeah, I agree. You missed one from Nick Ellert a little bit up. Uh, that, was, that was for me. Uh, Nick says, Grant, you said you're going to try to be less snarky and smug. Is this true? If it is, good for you for self-reflection. Yeah, I felt like I became a caricature. Like, it's fun to do that stuff sometime, but I felt like I just did it all the time. And I don't know. I feel like it came off childish after a while. Like, I'm 35 years old. I should probably be a little bit more serious sometimes. You're younger than me? Yeah, how old do you think I was? I don't know. I thought you were my age. How old are you? I'm 38. That's a great age. You look 27. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. You're younger than... Man, I thought I felt bad when Sean McVay got the job and he was younger than me. And I was like, this guy's younger than me. He's the head coach of a football team. What am I doing with my life? Now I find out you're three years younger than me. You have a YouTube empire. This is not a good thing for me. Rob, you're doing great. I don't care what anyone says. I'm proud of you. Okay? Keep plugging away. You're the man. Look at that. See, I needed that after. gold standard. (laughs) I see what you did there. Very, very good. Uh, Ezio says, besides three games last year, 49ers have 30-plus with Brock. I was hesitant about Brock, but seeing how Jimmy is flopping makes me believe in Brock. Can I just, like, say one thing? Stop with the Jimmy Garoppolo comparisons. He's irrelevant. Yeah, who now. cares? It doesn't matter. The goal is not to just simply be better than Jimmy. That is never the goal. You want your quarterback to be good, not just better than a mid quarterback. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah. With Brock, I'm going to say something like Brock and also Jalen hurts. I watch them play and I'm like, okay, they're good. But are they as good as their stats and their record show? Like, or are they just on the best teams? And when you watch Jalen Hurts play, he drops back and stands still and is in that pocket for like an eternity. Yes. And then someone gets open. And when they run the ball, there's like the biggest holes ever. So if you put him on Tampa, would he be dominant? If you put Brock Purdy on Tampa, would he be dominant? Like, I don't know. He might be better than Baker Mayfield, but I still think it's like they're clearly on the best teams in the league. And you got to keep that in mind. Yes, but also, like, does anyone say, well, if Travis Kelsey didn't have Patrick Mahomes, would he be as good? I feel like we don't do that for other people in other positions. Yeah, but, I mean, I think we know that Patrick Mahomes is working with Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys that we don't know, and that Josh Allen is working with 
God knows who. And that these guys are making like $50 million a year. So they don't necessarily have those crazy supporting casts, but Brock Purdy does. Jalen Hurts still does. And got to factor that in somehow. Like is, is Jalen Hurts really as good as his record? The last 21 games says like, I don't know about that. I'd like to see what he looked like on a team that didn't have the best offensive line in the league. I'd like to see what Brock Purdy looked like on a team that didn't have the best weapons in the league and the best defense. But on these on their particular teams, they're really effective. Yeah, I, 49er fans get bent out of shape when you say that. But, like, it also – it doesn't matter. Brock is on the 49ers. He right. does the supporting cast. Yeah, that's, that's like an I academic know. argument if you're, like, trying to rank them. Like, who cares? Yes. Honestly, who cares? Like, the Niners could win the Super Bowl, and the conversation on ESPN the next day could be, is Brock Purdy really good? Is he the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl? And guess what? You don't have to give the trophy back. Like you still get to keep it. That's the true. The chatter doesn't matter. All that matters is what happens on the field. I just feel like the chatter went from week one. Damn, Brock Purdy first start from this elbow surgery eviscerates Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. People mm-hmm. are saying he's a top five quarterback. Like man, this guy's great. Then he misses those three deep throws against the Rams, and people are like, he's still really good. But that was a bit of a step back. Yep. Then he lays an egg in the first half against the Giants. And people were like, uh, is he coming back to earth? Now, he put up 30 in all three games. But I still think if you watch those games, you might have some questions in the back of your mind about how this season is going to play out. Or, or maybe not. I don't know. I do. Well, but why do people have such a hard time with saying both? Saying like, hey, Brock didn't have his best game and they put up 30. Hey, Brock yeah. has some physical limitations, and he also works really well in this offense. Like, why can't it be both? It is both, for sure. I think it's just, like, 49ers syndrome. This isn't the Lions. This is the team of Joe Montana and Steve Young, and they've been searching for the next one. And now I know it's too bad. Like, not every team can have a top-five quarterback. But I feel like the expectation when you're a Niner fan and you've watched this team for 40 years is that, you kind of feel like the Niners should have a top five quarterback and having a guy who's top 15 is nice. But ultimately, if that's where he tops out, Niner fans are going to be disappointed. So right now he's a really good story. He's young. He's cheap. He's outperforming his contract. All that stuff is great. But if he tops out at like the 13th best quarterback in the league and doesn't win a Super Bowl, people will lose patience eventually. We're not there yet. I agree. We have a hard yeah. time with that, though. Like, hey, this guy's the 13th best quarterback in the league. Like, if you're not a top five, top 10 guy, people are like, you suck. Like, look at Kirk Cousins. People think Kirk Cousins stinks. He doesn't stink. He throws for 40,000 a year. He throws for 30 touchdowns a year, and he's never hurt. Is he the best quarterback in the league? No, no one's saying that. But people make it seem like, oh, he's awful. He's not. He's just the 12th or 13th best quarterback in the league. And a lot of teams, a lot of franchises would be really happy to have Kirk Cousins, like Minnesota the last seven years. I mean, that's a team with no history and no standards. That's just happy to be in the mix, I guess. <laughs> so they gave him a bunch of money just to seem credible. But if you put him on the 49ers and he made a bunch of money and they didn't win the Super Bowl, people would not like Kirk Cousins at all. So I think I think the organization matters a little bit. And I do think playing quarterback for the 49ers is a tough, tough job. There's a ton of pressure. And that speaks even – I mean, that's another feather in Brock Purdy's cap, to use a terrible cliche, that he can handle all that pressure and, and, and not be phased by it at all. Because I felt like Lance was phased by it. Jimmy was phased by it. I mean, it's hard. Alex Smith was phased by it. It's hard not to be. Yeah, I, I do think Alex was. You're right. There was a lot of that. Uh, got some super chats I want to get to. Scott says, I still have PTSD from the Colt McCoy-James Conner game, which I think we all do. There's definitely that worry. James Conner is still there. So that's it, grounded. He's, he's having a good year, too. Yes. I, I, his is. team is way different. It's, it's kind of like knockoff uh, Eagles. We kind of, I think, saw that clip of Jonathan Gannon with Kyler Murray where he was like, shots, 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 shots. And we were like, this guy's a weirdo, but I mean, look, they have played well, particularly in the first halves of games this year. So this could be a game People where you wrote him off rest. with that little speech he did, right? He's talking about, did you have fire in your belly when you woke up this morning? He's like, that's corny, but he's better than Cliff, baby. He is. Uh, Keith Murphy, the unbeaten says Brock is way better than Mitty Garoppolo. By the way, who leads the league in interceptions right now? Mm, oh yeah, that's right. Jimmy Garoppolo. What a shocker. 
He's the exact. Man, I thought that was going to work out over there. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Waddell, who says, quick stop by with work. 49ers YouTube posted a sideline sounds video. Javon Hargrave had a quick snippet in there about feeling very comfortable with his teammates and mentioned other places he had stayed quiet for a long time. Speaks to the culture, in my honest opinion. The vo- the culture and the vibes with the 49ers right now, immaculate. Immaculate. Everybody's pulling Great. in Win the, the Super right Bowl. Side. Great. Wonderful. Win the Super Bowl. Don't poo-poo. Don't just poo-poo No, I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. But I'm tired of crowning this team in September, October, December. Like, no. Everything's going great. That's wonderful. Keep it up. Wonderful. Three games. You got 17 to go. Yes, they do. Nice. Yeah. But we can't can't get in the time machine right now. All I can do is live in the I'm just trying to – I'm not trying to get too high or too low like the Niners. I'm not trying to get too high or too low. Okay, you beat Pittsburgh, the Rams, and the Giants. Nice. You're supposed to. That's great. Taking care of business and working overtime. Love that song. <laughs> Actually, just, no one likes that song. Everybody the, likes that song. Mm, it's like the kind of song that was in like every truck commercial from 1996 <laughs> to 2002. GMC Super Duty. Taking care of business and working overtime. Like that was dad rock back in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Dad I rock. Do you don't know about that dad rock. Every commercial, too, whenever it was a pickup truck, they always were dropping some incredibly heavy object from very high into the back of the pickup Why truck. Why would you do that to your truck? That's just – why would you do that? All right, I don't understand. Like boulders off of clips into the back remember of the Remember when we were kids and Steve Young used to do the Toyota commercials? I thought they were so good. I don't I remember Steve. that. He did oh. Toyota commercials. Maybe I didn't see him because I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, probably. He's from Connecticut. That's true. He is. Yeah. That's wherever. either here nor there, though. True. Uh, Ethan says, is the D-line is the D-line is better than 2019. Kinlaw's top five in pressures and Hargrave is a huge boost. If they're going to go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be through them. That's a good point. David Lombardi had an article in The Athletic about just how good the 49ers defensive line is right now. They're on track for over 200 pressures on the season. I believe that's just the interior of the defensive line. That's a crazy amount of pressure. That's what they were in 2019 that they haven't been in recent years. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. One thing is that Drake Jackson looked like a, a force at first. Um, but I don't know if that was the the real deal. And in terms of pressures, that's great. But, like, they're middle of the pack in, in sacks. So, I, and you know what the deal is? Like, what, what did that person – bring that comment right back for a second. It left something out. Okay, Ken Law, sure. Hargraves, misspelled that, but sure, I get you. <laughs> what about Nick Bosa? What about Nick Bosa? He's doing fine. Yeah, he had a sack. He had a sack last week. He's still a really good player. He's still a great player. He had a sack last week. He was completely unblocked. I think he has two sacks in the last eight games. I mean, he was on a stretch where he was getting like a sack, sack and a half a game for like a year. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, is is that Bosa coming back? Because that's the guy they paid. I'm just saying, I'd like to know. I assume he's coming back, but like when? He's cordially invited to this upcoming game. The real Nick Bosa, please stand up. How many sacks does Nick Bosa have to get a game for people to get off his case? He's getting I mean, a lot. He's, he's getting a lot of money, man. And like, I think you kind of have to have like damn near one a game. Close to one a game. People expect him to have at least 12 sacks a season, even that. But sure. And I, I know people understand it's not just about the sex. It's about more than that. It's about the pressure. It's like, yeah, it is. It is. But he's their best player. And he need, I, he needs to step it up a little bit. I'm just saying. Nick, think, I'm talking to you. I think there's a very respectful way. Yeah, yeah, you better. Be, I mean, the guy. First of all, can you just talk about that really quick? In person, does Nick Bosa look as much like an action figure as he does when we see him in pictures and stuff on the sideline? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's just like so low key. He's really funny. Like he doesn't <laughs> strut around. He doesn't. I don't. I, I don't know what his deal is, but I think he's like very regimented in how many steps he takes a day or something. So you see him frankly, frequently on those little motorized scooters in the locker room. So he just scoots around like he's trying to conserve his steps, and then he comes to the to his locker and he answers questions like half asleep, and then he walks away or scoots away, and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he just doesn't act the way he plays, and I think his brother's kind of like that too. They're just like very 
kill. They're super chillers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they talk like their voice is putting their face to sleep, but they're incredible on the field. So I'll take it it again. Like their voice is putting their face to sleep. I like that. Yes. Like they're just very, they're very chill. Um, Uh, Yeah. Right. Uh, I need a Steph Sanchez, Nick Bosa impression. Stats. so Uh, good. Keith Murphy, the unbeaten, says worst opening press conference, Jonathan Gannon or Nick Sirianni? Yeah, Sirianni didn't have a good one either. I don't remember Sirianni's. What would he do? I can't remember the specific uh, crime that he committed, but I just remember after the press conference, people were like, this guy's awful. Um, it's funny I, when guys get written off after a press conference. Like, Jim Tom Sula, that's fair. But I think people like Jonathan Gannon fell apart in the playoffs in the Super Bowl last year. But, I mean, a really good year. And he's definitely better than Cliff Kingsbury. So, I don't. I just don't think people quite – I feel like – Betting on the Cardinals to cover spreads is like a smart play right now if you're into gambling. Because mm-hmm. I don't think like like the, the betting public really gets what the Cardinals are right now. Um saw David Lombardi post a tweet of like DVOA, like the best, like just ranking teams based off DVOA. Cardinals are 10th. 10th. Now they may not finish there. And maybe that's a function of who, but they play Dallas. I don't know. They're inter- this team is very interesting and it's the kind of constructed team that tends to give the Niners problems mobile quarterback like he can do what Mariota did to him. theoretically he could do what Mariota did to him last year so the Niners got to be prepared and it's hard to prepare against a team with a coach in his fourth game it's just hard but they're gonna win they're gonna you know why because it's just gonna hand it to Christian McCaffrey and they're gonna throw it to Debo that's well, gonna be the win recipe pretty good plan uh Keith Murphy's yeah. back says we agree Grant to me Debo Kittle and a lot of our team walk around with a swag like they've already won. It's time to get it done. I mean, they clearly think they've been the best team over the last few years, but I will say like they also this year, they seem to get it. They've talked about starting fast. They've played with urgency. I feel like, I don't know. I think they get that as much as we talk about it. I I agree. I feel like they are doing everything right, but I still don't feel like, okay, this team is going to, I have a feeling this team is going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't, feel that way yet now maybe in a month or two i'll be like you know what this is the best team in the league but do you think they're the best team in the league through three games yes what what is the criticism of them their defense is not good their offense is like what I'm is not the- criticizing them they're clearly in the upper echelon if not the top tier but you number one uh, above miami yeah what because miami had one good week against a trash team what happened when the Niners played Miami? And they had Tua, by the way. And Brock came in off cold off the bench. They kicked the hell out of him. So, yeah, I'm putting yeah, the Niners over the Miami had a, had a, was a, that was a different team. And Miami had a lot of injuries that day. But that's fair. I mean, hold on. So, what have they done this, this year? They, I'm looking at it. They put up 36 on the Chargers. They put up 24 on the Patriots and 70 on the Broncos. I mean, their, their defense gave up 34 the first week, but since then, 17 and 20. Vic Fangio, I, I don't know, man. I mean, to me, there's five teams that matter in the league. Five. The Niners, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Those are the teams that matter. The Niners are one of them. Are they That's the best fair. of them? Maybe. It ain't Dallas, man. Forget. Can we just talk about Dallas for a second? Sure. Been frauds. They definitely, I mean, look. Dan Quinn's good. He gets Kyle Shanahan. He matches up well. Michael Parsons, great player. But Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, my goodness. My goodness. I mean, everyone knows Mike McCarthy sucks. That's not a secret. Don't know why he's coaching in the league anymore. I mean, he's been passed by so long, so many times. He's been lapped so many times. Dak, though, man. Dak. Like, he got outplayed by Josh Dobbs last week. Straight up. Dak might be the most overrated quarterback in the league. If he played for any other team, no one would care about Dak Prescott. It's the Cowboys effect. It is. His pick last week was hideously bad in the end. Like the linebacker is right there. He throws it right to him. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to call a guy like scared or football. I didn't play football. Not one day. I was scared of playing football. But (laughs) Dak, ever since he broke his leg, just doesn't exude confidence on the field anymore. Like he's a lot like Jimmy to me. Once the play extends, you could kind of feel Dak's anxiety emanating through the screen. Same with Jimmy. Whereas Brock is like getting more confident as the down goes on. I'm not saying Brock's better than Dak, but I'm not saying he's not either. I think Dak is so overrated. It's 
it's an interesting comparison. I'll say that. Uh, Ezio says, Rob, why did you just scold me about my comment? I won't say anything back because I respect my elders. Man, everybody's younger than me. Just messing around. Salute to you both. It wasn't about you. It was just more about I hear a lot of talk about how Brock is better than Jimmy. And it's like, OK, but like that is not that's not the bar. That's not the measure of a great. It wasn't really about you. It was more about just people in general. Saying it was really that. more about what, what Rob's going going on in Rob's life right now. He's got some stuff, you know what I'm saying? He's he, does he not look 22? I am shocked. I thought you were just starting out. <laughs> you man, you are just pumping up the ego today. Uh, Chris is back. Says dead serious. Grant, are you a 49er fan or is it just work for you? For example, say your job is Walmart greeter. Would you be pulling for them? Dead serious? Am I a Niners fan? You really paid five dollars to ask that question? What do you think, Chris? You really don't know? No. Have you seen me after a after a Niners loss? Have you seen what I do after Niners losses? I hasn't been one in a while, but I, no, I don't actively root against the 49ers because business is better when they're good. So great, but when they lose a game, it doesn't like a real fan that ruins your day, Chris. When the Niners lose, be honest, that ruins your day, right? Like if if you're with your wife or you're like sullen and you might sulk, like that's what real fans do. I light up like, oh, oh, it's time to talk about stuff. Oh, there's like meat on the bone. Like not, not like, let me kick them in the nuts. I'm not, I don't, it's not like that. It's just like, let's actually analyze things as opposed to just being like the 49ers are the best. We're go, go Niners. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I didn't get in the game to just be a cheerleader. That's not what I do. Other people are better at, at, at throwing them pom-poms in me. I'm not a pom-com. I'm not a pom-pom guy. I just not. It's not how I do. There are, it's way easier to break down a game and react to a game after they lose because when they're, especially when they've been as good as they've been on this streak, it's like, yep, Christian McCaffrey, still good. Eagle Samuel, yep. still good. But when they lose, it's like, okay, what went wrong? But oh. I am, I mean, my day is ruined. When they lose, my day is really ruined. Oh, yeah, I That's, hate it. That is so charming. I love everything about you, Rob. You are just <laughs> terrific. No, I like I am. I mean, I mean, been a fan of this team for 33 years, whether I'm doing this job or something else, I would still be a fan of this team. Yeah. First like, season I, you remember first season you remember watching. Uh, 94. The Super Bowl. Really? Me too. Me too. I remember watching those games. I remember when they beat Dallas, uh, when they were in the Super Bowl, I took one of my little white t-shirts and I had, you know, we all had like magic markers back in yeah, the day. Yeah. And I took a red one. And I colored it red, and it made it a Steve Young jersey, and I wore it, and they won, and that's why they won, because I made that jersey with magic well, markers. On behalf- what were the magic markers when we were kids that would smell like different stuff? What was yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Those were money. They came in that big styrofoam pack. Yes. They smelled so good. How much time did you spend just sniffing those? <laughs> Maybe that's why I am the way I am. Not uh, like that purple one, man. You got purple? Purple was good. The black one was the worst. It was like licorice. It was terrible. It was nasty. Uh, blue was good. Blue was good. Can we just wait till the end of the season before anointing Brock Purdy? We're not anointing him. Like I just anointed him. He's the king of the Bay Area. Dun, 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 dun. We don't have to decide on Brock Purdy week to week. We don't. I just we decided. Could, uh, a lot best. of people do. Number one. Who's better? Brock or Tua? That's interesting because I do feel like they both have some physical limitations. Brock maybe can play through injury a little more, but Brock didn't have concussions. Concussions is a different thing. Even if you wanted to try and play through that, you can't a lot of the time. So I don't want to like pin that on Tua. Um, They're similar. Tua's more accurate. Brock is not the most accurate passer. And Tua has a nice deep ball for a guy with a little pea shooter. Yeah. And Brock, he's got touch. Brock kind of throws it on the line. It's like, but yeah, Brock is, is that's just not the best part of his game. Chris is back and says hundred percent. I hate it and avoid a lot of the content that week when they lose. You're not alone in that, Chris. Uh, I don't expect you to cheerlead. I was just curious if you were a fan or not. I wasn't trying. Was I being snarky? I'm trying not to be snarky, Chris. I appreciate it was a good question. Um, and I, and I, I understand it. Like when I was a kid, I was a fan of the Niners and the Giants and I would watch sports center and I loved the Giants. So let's say, they lost on a Tuesday and I knew it. I wasn't going to watch sports center that night or in the morning. It ruined the show for me. Like, I don't want to see, I know it sucks, but if they won, I would watch those highlights over and 
over and over. <laughs> I think that's how most fans are. Although yeah. I feel like people that watch me, even though they're Niner fans, they can get into the whole, you know, act after a loss. And it's somewhat cathartic. Like I'm pissed. Grant's not pissed, but also like animated. And this will be a therapy session for me. I think a lot of fans feel that way with that, who watch me and you. I think so. I think there's a little of the team lost. The team hurt me. I yeah. kind of want to hurt them back a little bit. Yeah. So Say it, get- Grant. Say yeah, it, Grant. We- Say it, yeah. Rob. Right. Yeah, but I feel like 87% of the people that watch your channel are just there to watch your face. This face has never been attracted for anybody, although today is my 15th wedding anniversary. So maybe my wife would be the only one that would uh, would say that. Yeah, 15 years for me. Oh, you got married at 23? Wow, congratulations. Thank you. That's yeah. Crazy. We met in high school. Nice. So I had known her for a while. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an old uh, old soul. Uh, Matthew Sanders says, is it fair I to say- you were 17. <laughs> Shut up. Is it fair to say with 10 days of rest, high expectations for Brock Purdy? To me, his real potential would be measured on his ability to improve and grow. Did you watch the um, JT O'Sullivan breakdown yes. last week? Dude, I can't get enough of JT O'Sullivan. He's so good. At what- I watched his Josh Dobbs breakdown this morning. Sorry, keep going. Um, there was a lot of stuff that Brock missed against the Cowboys mm. that he could learn from and grow from. Like, w- mm. it's possible we are seeing a Brock Purdy that is not as good as the Brock Purdy that we'll see in week 15, 16, 17. Let's talk scheme for a second. So the way the NFL defenses have evolved, like everyone wants to do the too high thing, too high safeties. Last few years has been, and the whole idea is don't let teams throw deep at all. So we talk about deep passes for Brock, like defenses are not really letting you throw deep that much anymore. And so that's why it's all about yards after the catch and, Guys like Brock Purdy are having success because defenses invite the check down. They want you to check down. And so he takes what the defense gives him. Um, If I were a defensive coordinator going against Brock, and we've seen other guys, Pete Carroll, Dan Quinn, and you do not play too high safeties against Brock. You don't do it. It's a run first team. You need eight in the box and you want to dare him to throw up the sidelines, play close the middle of the field, one deep safety, eight in the box, but not that many teams do. Like, I feel like in September and October, you don't get a lot of sophisticated game plans from opponents that aren't in the division. It's very much like, you know what? Well, we're just trying to establish what we do. We're trying to establish our culture and it's like, great lose then freaking make Brock Purdy look like Joe Montana. But the Cowboys didn't do that. They were, you know, bringing a lot of guys into that intermediate era area. And the Niners scored 19 with McCaffrey. So, yeah, I mean, is it something that Brock needs to change? JTO thinks. But I still think that, like, cover one is the best way to approach him. He might beat you deep, but I'll take my chances. But haven't we been saying that about the 49ers offense, not just with Brock, but also with Jimmy? Like, hey, he never throws to the sideline. Clog up the middle of the field. And yet, every week, Kyle Shanahan finds a way to get guys. He's very good. He's very, very, very good. Yes. Completion to Debo on the play action over the middle. There's nobody, nobody like within seven yards of him in any direction. I've never seen guys get that open. Ooh, what about Miami? Did you watch the Miami? I I feel like Kyle's really, 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 really good at play designing. But what McDaniel is doing in Miami is eye opening. I mean, if you did you watch that game? I watched the whole thing. I didn't. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've seen a lot of it. It's like every play was so easy for that team. Every throw was wide open. And like this little motion thing that the Dolphins are doing where you take a guy in the slot and then you sprint him out and then you start the play where he's going full speed to the sideline. It's very effective for them. And it seemed like the whole league is copying it, including the 49ers, but no one really does it as well as the Dolphins. And you got to give McDaniel credit for sort of like engineering the new trend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, when you do something yeah. that everybody immediately steals, you deserve credit for it. And I think it works okay. better for the Dolphins because their guys are just faster than everybody else's guys. So when they JT O'Sullivan talked about it too, he's like, they just run it hundred like hundred miles an hour. Whereas yeah. on the Niners, you got like Debo kind of jogging through it because it's probably not something they practiced in OTAs mini camp. I know it wasn't something they practiced in OTAs mini camp and training camp because I was there. This is something right. they. This is something the league saw Miami do week one when they put thirty six on whoever they faced, and people were like, damn. I like that. <laughs> we're going to do that. And we're going to, and they're trying to install it on the fly. That's the way I see it. 
Chris Waddell says, I should say I avoid the national content because they're ridiculous. I still watch the truthful content. National are just there for the hot take. Truthful is not always positive, though. I hope we can acknowledge that. It's fine if you think that you disagree with some national things people say, because I agree all the national guys are not in the nitty gritty of the Niners like you are, Grant, like I am. So that's fine. But that's just- why that's why the YouTube 49ers content creator community is thriving, because yeah. the national media neglects the West Coast straight up. Like, for example, two years ago, I was in Dallas covering a um, playoff game. Niners beat the – well, they didn't beat the crap out of Dallas. They beat Dallas. Dallas really embarrassed themselves at the end. Oh, yeah. And then the next morning, I'm, like, in the hotel, and the TV's on. And all they're talking about on ESPN is Dallas losing. It's like, their season's over. <laughs> the Niners won the game. You don't want to talk about the – it was all about, like, how, how did Dallas lose? Like, what does this mean for Dallas's future? Like, are you kidding me? But that's the national conversation in the NFL. Silly. As someone who's been a part of the national media for, like, 15 years, I can tell you that's absolutely true. Like, it, they're just – it's different. The coverage is different. The focus is different. Yeah. And I get it. Like, the way the Cowboys lost that game, literally not knowing the rule and running sure. out of time – but the thing is, like, even if they got that last snap off, they still were like 40 yards away from the end. Like, they weren't going to score anyway. But yeah, maybe the Niners can, you know, get some get some uh, more attention, some national love. I know people are very focused on that. You can't just win. You got to win, and you got to get your flowers too. People want both. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's really true. I think a lot of people want the Niners to be crowned right now, like, especially in the league. Just admit it. Like. Dude, that's why they play the game. Just a long season. Yeah, I mean, you can make your power rankings right now and you can put them number one and people could say that's correct. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I feel like it's been a boring start to this season. You know, like, yeah, they're taking care of business. That's good. Boring in a good way. But, like, I, there's just, like, nothing to talk about right now. Like, yeah, they're the same team, maybe better than they were down the stretch last year, and they're going to get tested. And the test hasn't come yet, but so far, so good. I love boring. Give me 30-point wins every I single hate week. boring. Oh, no. But I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I like these yeah. no-stress weeks, man. I don't want them grinding out wins, and I'm especially now because they have this win streak. Like, I know they're going to lose eventually. They're not going to go undefeated in the regular season, right? They're going to lose. And so I know it's coming, and every week I'm like, please, just not the, let me hold off the Grim Reaper for one more week. Please, not this week. And then Debo catches the touchdown on the right side of the end zone. And then it's, okay. I'm at the point, though, where I'm just, like, rooting for close games. Like, it was 17-12 in, like, in the third or fourth quarter against the Giants. I was like, okay, we're going to have something to talk about today. And there's, like, 30-12. I'm like, all right, never mind. They got it. 18 points. But, cool. but people like are not happy because like the Dolphins are blowing people out immediately and Tua starting 16 of 16 for 200 yards with like three touchdowns. If it's a one-score game going in the fourth quarter, people are like, mm, the Niners? I don't know. Look, I still don't really think the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And if they get to the NFC Championship yet again and lose, a lot of people are going to be like, man, this organization is so ahead of the curve. They're so consistent. They're so da, 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 da. like, all right, they keep reaching the same level. But maybe they'll surpass it this year. I just, I don't see him keeping Brock upright for 20 games, man. Like, if, if you watch some of the clips, McKivitz, man, he's <laughs> not good. And that right side of the offensive line is getting caved in a lot. And there's been a, a few plays where Brock has been throwing a ball and a, and a pass rusher's hand has been like an inch away from his arm. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just not what the Niners do. Protect their core. It's just not what they do. I just kind of feel like the Niners and the Dolphins are going to have the same demise. But prove me wrong. If they could keep, I don't want Brock to get hurt. I don't want Tua to get hurt. Come on, Mike and Kyle. You guys are really clever, but you got one little gap in your expertise. It's the quarterback staying healthy. Both of you. Look at you, Mike and Kyle. Chris is back, says, Rob, I can listen to positive or negative when it feels honest. Grant feels negative just for the sake of negative and opposite of Lombardi. People do say that. I'm being really positive today. For a change. Am I not? Uh, hey. What am I supposed what? to do, man? You want me to do it? You want me to do a dance for the 49ers because they're 3-0? Yes, absolutely. Hey, I'll do a dance. Right I'll do the Iggy Shuffle. 
<laughs> you can't say, do you want me to do a dance and expect me not yeah, to Yeah, you got to do a dance. That's true. I'm not going to do it. Daza says, what do you think of Florio's comments about Purdy's name? Seems to have a grudge against the 49ers. Dude, people got to chill You're out. You're Florio's guy. I'm not going to say nothing about it. You're Florio's guy. You can say if you want. Look, I produced Mike Florio for seven years at NBC. So, like, yes, I know Mike well. I didn't think it was that big a deal. I thought he was having a little fun. Um, sure. I don't. Sure. I don't know. I don't see. Lord I don't. Knows I've said stuff like that. I didn't think it was that funny, but I. I, I don't think he was trying okay. to be that mean. Yeah, I just thought like, it was like one of those like jokes that didn't land, and people got upset because that's the internet. But I wasn't. Do you think Brock was? Do you think Brock was offended? No, I don't think Brock cares. Definitely I don't think Brock cares. I don't think. I do Brock think he cares. cared about the Patrick Peterson thing, um, but this I don't think. I don't think he cares about, and I don't care what Brock Patrick said. Peterson, man, for a guy who's in his mid thirties and could go to the hall of fame. Like, why would you talk like that? Why would you do that? It made no sense for him to do that week one. Yeah. It was it's like, this is going to blow up in your face. Patrick, you ain't what you were 10 years ago, Patrick. Great career though. No disrespect, but come on. I agree. Uh, Ryan says, Grant, it's only boring for you because you don't have anything negative to say. No, nah, it's not like that. I feel like there's what I'm saying is there's not much to analyze. I don't think we've learned much new about this team. What have we learned? Javon Hargrave is good. Steve Wilkes is good. Brock Purdy is the same guy he was before his injury. I, I was concerned about that. That's a good one. I, th I think there were questions about Brock and Jake Moody, those two guys in training camp. Like, what are they like? Why is Brock throwing 18,000 interceptions? Why is Jake Moody missing all these kicks? Like those issues haven't cropped up at all yet. So that's good. But other than that, like what? Cole McKivitz is what we thought he'd be. Spencer Burford is what we, what he thought is what we thought he'd be. Like, I don't know. It's a damn good team. It's a Let damn me good ask team. You what new could you have learned about the 49ers? That, that's the thing. Like, I don't think, I just don't think we're there yet. I just feel like we we got to be patient, and I'm not trying to poo-poo what they've done, <laughs> although I do like a poo-poo platter. I'm just trying to, like, not get overexcited because the team is 3-0 because I feel like that's what fans do. No offense to fans. Fans are great people, but fans are like, 3-0 is great. We're going to do it. It's like, okay, man. It's freaking September still. Like, you don't even know who's going to be healthy down the stretch, but so far, so good. So far, so good. Hey, maybe it's, the, maybe it's Miami that falls apart. Who knows? We've seen Miami get off to hot offensive starts before. I mean, Mostert always gets hurt. Two always gets hurt. Waddle always gets hurt. Like, eh, I wouldn't bet on Miami to go to the Super Bowl, but right now they look like the best team in the league. I wouldn't want to face them this week, but in a couple months, you might want to face them. I mean, but like the Niners faced them down the stretch last year, and they were decimated. They weren't that good. Tua looked like he was terrified. He looked visibly scared. Well, he looked like Daniel Jones looked. Did you see that shot of him looking at the Niners' defense, and he's – yeah. Chris says, Grant, I want honesty. What's the worst thing you truly believe about the 49ers and the best thing? Uh, the best thing is that I feel they've built a team that is a sustainable contender. Like mm -hmm. They are going to be in the playoffs, probably advancing to the divisional or the championship round perennially. And that is not easy to do. How many teams are consistently in the top tier? None? Them? So good for that. But like, still... This is a team with five Lombardi trophies. They talk about the quest for six. They still haven't proven that their particular formula works at the highest, highest, highest level. Delivers, delivers, finishes the job. So um, that's the worst thing I believe about the Niners is I feel like maybe their structure is a little flawed. They like the idea of essentially not spending at quarterback and O-line. I don't know about that. Like, you don't have a right side of your offensive line by design? <laughs> like, between like between Brock, Banks, Brendel, Burford, and McKivitt, like, those guys are making, like, four grand, four million dollars. Like, you're not seriously invested in those positions. And you're not, so you can invest at running back. So you can invest at tight end. So you can invest at linebacker. And it's, like, cool, but how does your season always end? with the right side collapsing and the quarterback going down. And it's like, I'm a little skeptical that this works, but it might. We'll see. I mean, Dallas and the Eagles give the Niners trouble because they, they have such good pass rushes and the Niners just don't block that well. They don't. And it's really pass hard protect. to block those guys. Uh, City it's really said, hard. When is last year's Atlanta game coming? It that could was be this week. 
It could, it could be. be this week. That's what I'm saying. But I, I'm not picking Arizona to win this game. I didn't pick Atlanta to win the game last year, but could be this there week. were way more starters. But, 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 but that Atlanta game, I don't think Bosa played in it. There were seven defensive starters. There were seven the defensive starters out. So maybe if the Niners are decimated by injury, but so far it's another thing. They were relatively healthy, surprisingly. Knock surprisingly. on wood or whatever. Yes, right now, although we don't know about Debo. He was a little banged up, but hopefully he'll be good to True. go. I mean, came back in the game and scored a touchdown, so hopefully it's not too bad. A nickel yeah. of credit says Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls confirmed in the sarcasm font, if you're not watching on the YouTube stream. I like sarcasm font. Me too. I'm a big fan. I think that they're going to have to take a punch this weekend against Arizona. They're going to have to, I think Arizona is going to come out in the first half again, have a good plan, get all hyped up, get all pumped up. And then I think that Arizona is going to try and hang on in the second half. And I just think that Kyle's going to find a way. He's going to crack the code eventually. And there's too many good dudes on this team to hold the 49ers down for too long. Unless Brock just has a hideous game. I just, I can't see how they're going to stop this offense. Rob, you got to stop just reading your super chats. You got to read mine too. I'm reading all the super chats. Chris says, Burford does look like trash. Colton has been eh. Chris says again, thanks guys. Sorry for taking over the show. That's it. That's all the super chats. What super chats? What about did David said, did we get the, how quickly the tables turn? We were all kids in 94. Did you get that one? I just, 934. Sorry. I got you. In the starred section, 934. And then Matthew Sanders after that. Um, I read Matthew Sanders. You did? Snarcotics agent? Yes. Oh, sorry, man. I'm tripping. Sorry. Did I mention that you're a very good looking, handsome man? All right. So sorry. If you did Got give you. a super chat and I missed it, I apologize. There are a lot of them, okay? And they're all from your My channel. Bad. Nah, they're mostly for you today. You're clean it up, baby. Baby? Jones, YouTube channel member. I want to get to this one because this is something that a lot of people in the chat have been talking about. Ooh. Should they trade for Patrick Sertain? Sorry if you already answered this. His dad was <laughs> tweeting his displeasure as the Broncos were getting whooped by 50. The Niners clearly have a weakness at corner. They have, what is it, six draft picks in the first four rounds. They have like a full cupboard of draft picks almost. They have $41 million in cap space grant, and we've seen them, whether it's Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders or Christian McCaffrey. They're not afraid to go out and make moves. Do you think this is possible? I think it's unlikely. I'm sorry. Do the Niners have a real weakness at cornerback? I mean, they have a weakness at nickel, but I'm looking at the stats. Like, Traverius Ward's giving up a quarterback rating of 56 right now, and Lenore's giving up a quarterback rating of 75. I feel like both are pretty good. Uh, they could definitely use Jimmy Ward back, and Patrick Sertan might be better than both of the guys I mentioned, but I don't see it, man. If I had to bet... I would say the Niners probably won't bring in Patrick Sertan. But I do have a name that could be a possibility as well. I got a name. Lay it on me. Can we talk about it? Of course. It's a wild card. It's a wild card. And I don't know if the Niners, he's just such a good player. So here's the thing. You watched the Raiders this weekend? Yes. Did you notice Devontae Adams' um, body language? You mean he doesn't like those hospital balls that Jimmy keeps throwing him? He doesn't look like he wants any part of that team. Like, every time the ball misses him, he, like, drops his head, and he looks like he wants out. He looks like he's entering that stage where he wants to win a Super Bowl, and he's from East Palo Alto. I'm not saying the Niners want Devontae Adams, but I'd be willing to guess that he would love to play for the 49ers and would welcome a midseason trade to the 49ers. Now, I don't know if they can work it out, but it's Devontae freaking Adams, and I think it's pretty clear he wants out of the Raiders. Doesn't mean he can just force his way to the Niners, but if Devontae Adams wants to join your team, do you say no? And Patel I'm says, not saying they need a wide receiver. Right. But if he, like, Patrick Sertan may not say, like, I want to go to the Niners. Devontae Adams could be like, I'd like to go to the 49ers. I'd like to go home to the Bay Area. That, would, you, would you call him? Why? Why? I mean, no, he's great. He, but, who's like, better? Who's better than Devontae Adams? Like, as good as Brandon Ayuk is, Adams is better. Yes, without yeah. question. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, it's not like something you would say, like, "Oh, we got to get Devontae Adams." But if he calls you and says, "Man, I'd love to play for you," would you please call the Raiders and get me out of here? I'd be tempted. 
You might be tempted, man. You might do a Dr. Evil pinky to your mouth and be like, oh, huh. What about for $1 million? He'd be like, no. Here's what you do. You trade for Devontae Adams, then you move IU in a deal with Denver to get Sertan, and then you get both. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm just saying, man, I don't know if it's financially feasible, but I think it's something they should think about. Do you have a final score prediction for this week? No, not yet. I guess we got to see if Debo's going to play and stuff, but I like I like Arizona to cover and the Niners to win. So we'll see. I think that's fair. I think also the Niners yeah. could be just fine. Like if Debo has to sit out and Ayuk is back, like to me, that's like, okay, still put up 30. Like there's no, there should be no fall off. I was getting frustrated with people last week when the Niners had 17 points and they were like, wow, the offense really misses Ayuk. It's like, we still have three all pros out there. That's no excuse. So if Debo can't go this week and Ayuk is in, keep the train on the tracks and let's keep this thing rolling. I think the only two people who are completely irreplaceable on the Niners offense It's the quarterback and the running back. Like Debo can miss a month. You wouldn't notice. He missed a month last year during that run. No one noticed. Yeah. Ayuk, great player, man. And the offense was not as good without him in this last game. They still scored 30. So I, I, it's when McCaffrey finally misses a game, if ever, or Purdy, that you start to wonder, like, uh, is this team still that good on offense? I don't know. Because Elijah Mitchell isn't anywhere near as good as Christian McCaffrey. No, he's not. No. Not many are. No. But Elijah Mitchell's still a he's fine player. He is. So is Jordan Mason. But they were scoring 19 points per game before McCaffrey. Now, that was with Jimmy. It would be interesting to see what Brock could do without McCaffrey. He's never played without McCaffrey, but he's got McCaffrey on his team. Like he doesn't have to uh, apologize for that. Right. And we don't have to apologize for it as 49er fans. Other teams would, would cut off their arm to have the roster that the 49ers have. So, and everyone had the opportunity to trade for Christian McCaffrey last year when the Niners pulled it off. A lot of people, including me felt they overpaid for him. Now, if they could, if other teams could do it again, they'd be like, ah, mm, 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 let me check. <laughs> Let's not let the Niners get Christian McCaffrey. Maybe we'll try to do that. The Rams tried, and Niners beat him out. The Niners give up a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth the following season for Christian McCaffrey. And I was live on the air when the trade went down, and I was stunned. And I thought they gave up too much. And I admit, I was a 1,000% wrong. He has been worth every friggin' pick they gave up to get him. I was wrong, too. I think a lot of people the last 25 years have looked at what the Shanahan's have done at running back with late-round picks and said, you don't have to invest heavily in the position. But then when A. Shanahan, the heir apparent, traded all that capital for Christian McCaffrey and it worked out, I think a lot of people in the NFL started looking at that position differently. And then you see the Eagles go out and get DeAndre Swift. You see the Falcons spend a top 5, 10 pick on a running back, and he's good. Like It's a very important position, and you can get by with lesser talent, but some of these, some of these premier running backs can totally transcend your offense. You got to have a guy that's a, re a legitimate receiving threat because if yeah. he's a legitimate receiving threat, he has so much more effect on the rest of the defense when you move him all around the formation. That's why Christian McCaffrey is so effective. He goes out for a pass. Two guys have to drift his way. They, that touchdown yeah. pass to Ronnie Bell, Brock's able to throw that with anticipation, even though there's a defender that could drop back and intercept it because he knows that defender has to cheat up towards Christian McCaffrey and create that space in the defense that allows the touchdown pass. Because if you don't, McCaffrey, you can't leave McCaffrey wide open as a receiver. That's the effect that he has on that defense. The guys that aren't receiving threats just don't have. I also feel like the Niners' weapons sort of play off each other. Like, you can't, no, no defense is really good enough to cover all five of those guys. You just have to win in the trenches. Like, you can't cover McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and whoever the fifth guy is. Like, you can't. <laughs> That's why, to me, McCaffrey in Carolina was just as good, but not as productive because it was all about him. Everyone knew it. Just stop him. Like, you can't do that. Oh, Ryan G. Hensley. What it do, what it don't do. Ryan Chihensley says, we are elite. We are elite. Grant, you are elite. So glad to have you back this week. Thank you so much for joining us. I was us. fishing yeah. for compliments all show, and you finally hooked it up, man. Thank you. Well, Ryan, I mean, really, it was Ryan. I didn't. It was Ryan. Give you too Shout much out, Ryan. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to Grant Cohn's YouTube channel. Just search Grant Cohn. It pops right up. Like and subscribe. You. You'll be a better fan. Grant. Try to enjoy the game this week. Hopefully the 49ers will win. Don't worry. They'll lose at some point, and then you can really, you know, 
dig in. Here, here's here's what I do when I go to these games now. I sit there and I sort of hope the opposing team can make it a game. Once it's clear that they can't, I hate the opposing team. I hate them. <laughs> like last year, like last week, I just couldn't stand Daniel Jones. I kept saying stuff in the press box like, man, no one likes you. You have no friends. Wow. People don't, and you're ugly. It's like, man, you're I like hate you, Daniel. Press conference in the uh, in the press room there. Like, can't you make it a game, please? No, no. no. All right, everybody. I think Josh Dobbs has a better chance to make it a game than Dak Prescott. Wow. Did I just say that out loud? I we'll take test it back. that theory in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Have a good Wednesday, Grant. <laughs>